fighting is easier from outside the cage because I just mixed one of those pre-frozen margaritas, like the uh, kind you you know those old timey things you could get when you were a kid that looked like frozen, Mm -hmm. the frozen popsicle things that were in the package. Mm -hmm. The name's escaping me. Anyway, they put margaritas in those when you're an adult, (laughs) and it's the best. But I just uh, (laughs) poured a little bourbon over mine because I have 72 hours of corporate leadership training coming up. Oh, my God. So fighting might be easier from outside the cage. Could fool me, which I am your host, Kevin. It's time for Verbal Tap with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing? I'm fine. My my problems pale in comparison to yours right now. I didn't know you had all that corporate training you have to do, so I'm very sorry for you. Yep. That plus moving means 50-50 on if I make it out of this week. We should be all right. You and I are going to talk a little UFC. Mm-hmm. We're going to play some bonus episode this week that involves you and some fantastically romantic bachelor-esque Keenan commentary. This is a bonus feature from the grappling hour, which if you are not checking out, you should be checking out. But these fights, I'll say this while holding intrigue and a lot of value for the people involved were in Russia Mm -hmm. and lacked. If I'm just being point blank, Mm. interest to me, Uh, to me personally, I thought these fights can exact ref. Alistair Overeem wins over Olenek. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised? Did you feel titillated by this fight? He (laughs) KOs him, and I was just like, awesome. This is cool. Um, Olenek fight? I don't don't know. Well, there there was a drop-off, so Olenek took the fight on 18 days' notice, so props to him for that. Oh, damn. it definitely was unfortunate because as he lost, he had that look that every Russian has when they lose, which is, I'm going to die now. Yeah. And he did apologize. He said, you know, hey, I didn't do too bad for only 18 days, though. So I guess I'll only commit partial suicide. Okay, bye, everybody. The KGB's like, 18 days is a Russian lifetime. Right. <laughs> weakness. I mean, he rocked uh, Reem for a little bit, and it was fun while it lasted, so I I don't have complaints there. It was not the world's best main event fight, I guess, to a certain extent, Uh, but it was the one that we got, and I think that was the general overall difference between your interpretation of that series of fights on Saturday and mine. Mine were very, oh, I have no expectations for this, and I'm not waking up that early. So I just barely finished watching them. It's Monday now, in case you guys need all of your, you know, disbelief suspended right now. But I watched it very quickly on my ESPN Plus app, and I was just fine with it. I didn't mind breezing through some of these. Um, there's definitely a couple highlights. Uh, that fight was not one of them on my side. But, Kevin, I would like to take this opportunity to talk about a fight that I was very excited about because it was pretty dope. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, Markachev versus Sargurian. Okay. Sorry, you Next crying. Fight, yeah, this was a decision fight, but. But it was amazing. Okay. Russia now, on this... Russia crime. <clears throat> 
Russian on Russian crime, but you definitely had a lot of shit talking because Russians are all like, I'm a great wrestler, and usually it's pretty true. But this is one where the guy's like, there's no way he's taking me down. And there was an exchange of MMA wrestling that was entirely captivating here. It's one, and I don't say this often, that I watch for the sake of doing the podcast so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Because we do that here, people. Other shows don't. They just pretend. I actually watch these fights. If I tell you I watch them, I did. So I watched this fight just so that I'd be able to talk to you guys about the whole concept of what it felt like over the weekend on these fights. But I will go back and rewatch that one because there's so many little mini exchanges that make a world of difference. And I highly implore you to watch. If you have to choose one out of all the fights that were this weekend, go watch that one. A lot of back and forth. Too. It's some good grappling, some good striking. It seems like there's a trend, and these two fighters both exhibited it, but there's like this sort of half... It's a Sambo-based culture. So much like when we head to Brazil, we get a lot of submissions, and there's a value in the crowd. When you go to Japan, there's a silence and like a respect, but people want to kung fu the shit out of somebody. Here, this is there's a Sambo tough grit and grind kind of thing. It's like they saw the Steelers... Or the Memphis Grizzlies, and we're like, we can do that. <laughs> Russia has adopted a persona, and these two fighters are kind of going at it using style on style. So it was, just, yeah. it was fun. I would like to bring up, though, that it is important to note that Overeem and Olenek had over about 120 fights combined together in their fight experience. It, it doesn't so. Fifty-four fights or something. He has no. He's fifty-seven, it's twelve, fifty-seven wins. One. So it's seventy fights. Seventy even. So this was lucky number seventy. Oh, yep. I wish we known. We could have got him a cake and not shit on him <laughs> at the beginning of this. And then there were sixty-two fights in total for Reem, who might have had to take some time off for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, no one. I, like, nothing comes it's to like mind. There's like have weird. I, have mm, I told my Reem story? By the way, I have a close encounter so. with the Reem, and this is as good as episode ever to unleash <laughs> this on the public. I live in Denver, Colorado. I was at a Walmart in the Highlands. If you want to know the Walmart I frequent for another two days, it's somewhere at 38th and Sheridan, something like that. I see a guy that looks like Alistair Overeem checking out, but he's just strapped to nines in denim and i was like well he's not canadian but that's i mean there's a lot of denim for a guy i was like i kind of expected maybe some leather maybe he'd get it on the khaleesi game of thrones vibe not the point i was like that's alistair over him like that's just mm-hmm. definitely 100 percent him so i sort of i didn't want to stop and talk to him so i just sort of screamed rame and like under oh, my God, breath, like no. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't being a dick about it, but I just wanted to see if he had a reaction because it was Walmart and he was in the checkout line where they sell the cigarettes. So he had like a journey in front of him. I so I, I was, I just wanted to see if he, any sure shit reacted. I find out a few, about a month and a half, two months later when I was at Jubera's and Neil Magny was, I was like, Hey, is Alistair Overeem? Like, would he be shopping in the area? <laughs> they were like, yeah, he's, he's here frequently. I was like, God. Crushed it. So I saw Alistair Overeem, but I was too chicken shit to go up to him and talk to him. I'm very proud that you took the gumption and had the voice of one Kate Winslet at the end of Titanic who Thank can you. barely make any yeah. kind of sound. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> if 
I saw Leo DiCaprio, I would scream <laughs> Jack in the background. So you're not off. Like you, you've cracked my method. <laughs> it's just the amount of struggle that I see you going through. As like you've gone through so much pain in your life, and you go the, the look, <laughs> the look Victoria gave me was like, <laughs> "Fuck is your problem?" Like, and she didn't understand obviously any of. She wasn't connecting the dots. She didn't see him, or <laughs> would she know what I'm talking about? This is like, Rip! <laughs> it's like right as we pass the lens crafters or whatever. You know, everyone knows the Walmart layout. Yeah. It's got a lens crafter there. It's got a McDonald's or a Subway pending if you're in the <laughs> South or if there was the health craze. There's so much to explore, but that's my Alistair Overeem story at a Walmart. Rap, I want to cruise some fights. Okay. Uh, Pavlovich wins via TKO. That was fun. That was a good fight. I enjoyed that. Roxanne Modafferi, friend of the podcast. Hmm. Gets a split decision victory over Shevchenko. She looked very good. Foreshadowing, Shevchenko appeared in my video search, spinning back kick finishes in the UFC. (laughs) 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 That's in the business what we call a little bit of a tease. Not going to be long of a tease because we're not going to do 30 minutes on this card. Not if the UFC is going to do. I would rather do 30 minutes on that Keanu Reeves motorcycle video I saw. Put it in Facebook in the search thing. You'll thank me later. Jatko over Amivdowski. A fine fight. Evlov over Choi in a decision that if you want to watch someone who looks like they feel every bit of getting punched, go watch Choi on the replay. Mm-hmm. I want to skip down to some fights. Yakvlov okay. had a good submission. He choked out his, his buddy De Silva. Tabora got KO'd by, and this, Raph, you made the comment about all these Russian fighters. Abdurkami move. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the difference between that and uh, A. Yakovlov? Me neither. But I'm Listen, looking through Buzzsprout to see how many Russian followers we have. I just want to make sure that as you go to look that up, do yourself a favor. And if you really need a good party trick, go see how many of the names you can say correctly on this undercard. I have an over-under. It's probably less than four. Because even one... That's a great game. Evlove or Evlove? Don't know. Not sure I'm saying it right. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Alexander, uh, Yakov Smirnov, you've got Kida Nakamura, who was in it, and then Sultan Aliyev, which I believe is Aspirin. No, in you Russian. know what, Rap? Mm. Russian, not in our time taking countries. <laughs> it was the, well that we could bypass this. Suck it, India, Even Finland, and Germany. We, we once did. again have defeated those commie cold head scratchers. <laughs> Thank you, Norway, Ireland, New Zealand, Australia, uh, Canada, or what I call polite Minnesota when I'm inebriated. The UK I will say this, and though. the good old fashioned US of A. We were talking about um, the very first thing, which is the spinning back kick, and I think that'll transition nicely in a second. But you are correct; that is all I have left to talk about about these fights. Uh, I want to make sure that when I saw the name of the person who won, as they put it up on the little lower third, I just thought I read it as Mustafa, and then I thought, "Wow, Mustafa gets his revenge," because. Its name is Mustaviv, 
And I think Mustafa is a much better version of. So let me Vince McMahon some of these names. Can I ask so you, you a got, question also? Yeah, go for do it. Do Russian fighters have hair? I, I don't understand. I get baldness. Like everybody, it's not a thing to be ashamed of, but none of them have hair. Yakovlov, Abdurkimov, Antigulov. It just looks like three testicles in a sack. Not a single hair to be found. Except their beards. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just ask that all of their hair get redistributed to that way. It's sort of like the reverse Steve Carell, if you would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go back and watch the first season of The Office. <laughs> I cannot say that enough. <laughs> what happened to Steve Carell's hair is nothing short of a miracle. And I know we bypassed it because he's very funny and he is a very nice human but being. what the happen to his hair you're but not just wrong. look at his hair you are just wrong. look at it it looks like he's on plug season one and by season five it's like is that richard gear it's <laughs> the best honestly if you are going to get plugs do yourself a solid go find out who fixed steve carell's hair because michael Scott. steve carell looks like a fucking g now and uh that is something i wish for all of you who are follically challenged me too, but props to my grandpappas. <laughs> okay, well, you tell me, Kevin, because yeah. you have this transition. Mustafaev, M. Mustafaev, whatever. <laughs> Spinning back kick to the face, to the face. Not since Uriah Faber, no, Uriah Hall knocked out our friend Adam Selab. We seen. Such a devastating blow to the face, though I do actually think there was one in between there that I'm not remembering. I have Googled incredible spinning back kicks. I've got a Shevchenko. I've definitely got an Anderson Silva, and I've got a lot of Uriah Hall. And now, added to the list, our man, whom obviously we weren't insulting by saying this fight sucks, Mar my my miracle forgot. Raph, your thoughts on that type of violence? It was good. It is right. That was kind of yeah. how I thought. Like I didn't know how to be. I I just stumbled upon an article called 10 of the best UFC head kick knockouts. Highly recommended. You can find that at findersonly.com. <laughs> and it's got it's got such gems as Pete Williamson versus Mark Coleman from uh, Fight Card 1998, the year my sister graduated from high school and I finally saw the movie Can't Hardly Wait, which is uh that'll change a young man's young man's life. Evans versus Salmon at UFC is 2007. It doesn't happen a ton is the point. Fewer head kicks than you're aware of. This one's going to rank in the Pantheon raft, despite this card being less than zesty. You know, it is zesty though. What is your thing on points? I don't know what this is. I'm trying to get the transition into a thing that I'm not sure you're supposed to. Well, be talking we just about. hit 15 minutes. So I say we roll to my special topic this special topic brought to you by the only thing that can keep your junk the safest it needs to keep it whoever you are whatever gender whatever you are calling yourself it's about keeping your junk safe when you're fighting another human being in a voluntary and training way this is something the foot clan understood this is something their adversary the ninja turtles understood 
what we know is it's about how you train and the gear you train in. Head on over to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Find the best possible. And it sucks because I can't use the phrase I would like to use. So I'll say underwear armor. Mm-hmm. Because this is going to turn you into a Game of Thrones <clears throat> knight. You don't need Jamie Lannister. What you need to do is head on out to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. You're going to feel awesome. You're going to be able to swim, bike, fight, hike, <laughs> ride a motorcycle like Keanu Reeves. You can do whatever you want in these. Head on over. NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Rath, yeah. here's what we need. And we have this in football, right? We have a few stats that tell us, and I'm going to use that as a parallel. We also have this in basketball. We kind of have it in baseball. We have stats that tell us what our highest performers are doing versus letting our emotional appeal get in the way, right? Emotionally, when you watched Blake Bortles, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're like, I'm going to vomit and guess that guy isn't. He's pulled a water boy situation and doesn't belong on the team. But if you look at the stats, right, you get a little confused. So one of the things they use is like QBR, how many yards per pass. In basketball, they have like a plus minus, which calculates your stats. So here's what I am proposing in MMA based off of some of the fights I saw and some of my confusion. Because what we've done is ESPN has been like, all right, we're for sure going to have an event every week. You're not going to know what we're covering. It's going to be basketball. We're going to throw some UFC online. I need a system that helps me understand when I need to watch. Tom Brady's QBR combined with his win totals, combined with his asshole DNA, combined with the 47 other things. It's like, oh, Tom Brady always is great at this. Patrick Mahomes, whom I might get a tattoo of, up-and-comer in the NFL, had the furthest yards per attempt of a pass, which is like a good indicator the quarterback can throw versus whatever Eli Manning's doing. I need points if you submitted someone, if you knock someone out, Versus if you won by decision versus if you fought a top 10 fighter and I need an equation that gives me a fighter QBR. Where is this? How do I develop it? Do I need to like kidnap a nerd? But I want to know what Alistair Overeem's QBR is. I know he's had a lot of amazing fights, but I also know he's gotten his ass knocked out half the time. And I don't think that should be a bad thing. I think that I think it should be like a multi-tier system where it's like fight ends in decision with top 10 fighter. You get two points fight ends in submission over top 10 fighter. You get four points fight ends in back spinning kick over unknown person. Seven points. I don't know what the total is. That's the point. I need a, I need an equation here. Your thoughts. Okay. There it is. All right. Well, My initial thoughts have less to do with your point system, which I know is really what you wanted, and more to do with in the verbal tap vault. This will go down as the longest journey Kevin has taken to getting to where he wanted to go. And I say that with love, but also with the recognition of 
I didn't know this is where we were going to end up. Verbal tap just, legal just, says I do not have to cut it. Just, you don't. I, I prefer actually everyone hears what I heard, which was it started vaguely with an idea that, yes, the USC needs to change something. Then I think there was a discussion on civil rights. Then I think somehow we got to Roe versus Wade. But I listen, I don't know these things. I just want you guys to understand. I was on the other side of here and I was like, Kevin, take that ball. No, Kevin, how are you playing hockey now? Okay, no, we're back. We're back. Okay, we're on the court. Rap, what I want to yeah. do is give you an algorithm that makes I sense because I, I read a book six years ago. Hold on. I'm going to tie this all together. <laughs> is okay, everyone no. a fan of <laughs> California Dreams? No. That show. It doesn't make sense that one again. Well, then I don't know how to go on. I'm sorry. I, okay, okay, but I, I, okay. Let's go back to your idea. So you want the equivalent of like a passer rating kind of a thing? I guess uh, if I was going to put it in one boring ass sentence, yeah. What the fuck? I'm trying to help you visualize. <laughs> sorry, and see my instincts are to lash out. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot to take in, and it, you I, know, normally, I'm also googling I, how to QBR, and that didn't work. So maybe I should try passer rating. Passer rating is much better. And I want to make sure that people understand that I am the older of the two of us, and yet he sounded ancient for like five minutes, and it scared me. Eli no, Manning knew how to play the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, gather around, kids. Here's what I, I I don't disagree on there being an algorithm that brings us fighters that may not always come to our attention so that's fun i i like that i love could we add pay-per-view like is there a way to add pay-per-view rise <laughs> no there, probably not do you think there's like an mit math okay let me okay this show. is gonna segue perfectly into a, a note that we got on the internet on one of the articles uh uh mma snooki aka brandon job had something <laughs> where he went out and i did make that up but it's very funny uh, Brandon Schaub said that UFC lost so many casual fans with two paywalls and problematic ESPN Plus pay-per-view streams. Now, here's the problem with that. On Forbes, and I sent you this article last week, basically we're saying that the UFC has doubled the amount of people who are watching from last year on Fox. Now, I understand that includes some inflated uh, premiere numbers because <laughs> everybody's going to tune in for the premiere of it on ESPN. However, a more than double – the amount of people watching does seem to tell us that, yes, maybe right now, just for right now, and it could deplete over time, as did the Fox deal. But right now, the ESPN deal has some momentum. Now, the real problem is, did people have problems uh, trying to access it uh, through the streams? Yeah, even so that Q-Ball himself during the post-presser was like, yeah, you, we had some problems, you know, but we're going to do really hard. We're going to work there, which means he's fuming and he knows that, yes, they had some issues. So what did MMA Snooki say? He basically said, did everyone else have problems with ESPN Plus? So I have family all around. We got food and everything. Everyone ready? Okay, here we go. Click, then it goes. The service does not work on this device. Uh, we're trying again. I'm trying to give you $80. And finally I said, you know, we don't have to live this way. And he got, definitely, Kevin, over 2,000 DMs with different links. And the whole thing that I'm seeing here is this is based on no elements of truth. Just him being like, 
you know, guys, I got so many DMs, and this is based on my own personal experience, which, granted, I don't like the UFC, and it benefits me to go ahead and make fun of them. But, I mean, what does that have to do with anything? So we had some people who were like, um, pay-per-views are different than ESPN uh, ratings. I think you should know that. Yeah, Kevin, what did you ask me about two weeks ago about pay-per-views? Hey, did pay-per-views dip? as a result of this ESPN plus thing. Cause don't know because they haven't released that goddamn information, but yet Brandon Schaub is basing that on the 2000 DMS that he got, which as we know is fact. So what I'm telling you guys is this, we don't have that information yet, but the fact that they are releasing the amount of ratings, which you can corroborate, it is telling us that they are doing pretty well right now. So what I'm saying is, Snooki needs to get his facts straight. And I think it is still too early. Does it mean that the UFC is going to always have these ratings? No. But for right now, I mean, it sucks that we all have to do it through one pay-per-view stream. It just seems like it is working for them. And as much as I hate to admit it, it is kind of nice to look on my ESPN Plus and see dumb shit like, would you like to watch the main event? And they go, yeah, I kind of would. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I don't have to watch the rest of that bullshit. Um, that's kind of nice. And so there, there's pros and cons here, but at least base it in some element of fact, I guess is what I'm saying. For him to accuse the UFC of losing a lot of casual fans, probably not. And what drives me crazy about this is how much money they made in the wake mm-hmm. of the ESPN Plus subscriptions. Look, the difficulty with UFC fans is that we're passionate about the fighters, not the organization, not the sport, the fighters. When our fighter comes up, we want to watch. Yep. And Kevin has an algorithm that he'd like to sell you on. Well, hold on. Let me first talk about Indonesian migration habits in <laughs> the, the early 18th century. Cause I think it's going to help. Raph, you had a few other topics you wanted to bring up. Yeah, we got to do a Craig Jones thing, which is a nice way to also plug some underwear. If you guys are going to wear any underwear and wear, like, you know, rocket in the banana hammock way, uh, I would suggest maybe doing north-south jiu-jitsu underwear. See, that's a secondary plug for the product that we go ahead and show on this show. So you're welcome. Uh, The other actual things that we'll talk about, because we'll come back to Craig Jones. We'll read some of those as well. Um, Jared Miller fails two more drug tests. A lot of you guys were angry that you didn't know who the fuck he was. So why is that going to happen there? Anderson Silva thinks he still might have a chance to fight for the belt again, to which we said, uh, did you know, Kevin, that in New York, the rules state that you can in boxing win by accidental foul. Interesting. Can you, I mean, I presume you can't win in the NBA that way. That would explain. the mm, I mean, <laughs> I would love to see someone uh, ask for 15 free throws after an accidental foul of that accord. We had uh, other small news, which is that uh, it looks like Polly is going to take on Artem. So in that bare knuckle fighting, Great. Great. get excited for that one. I do want to respond to this one uh, very quickly, which is that we put up this article and I didn't know how to feel about it other than just looking at it and saying, that's odd. There's a dude who's six six and a dude who's five four. I actually and saw I saw this headline pop up. I thought it was an older video. I guess it's it's a recent one. I guess it's more recent. And uh, honestly, we had a weird commenter who said, "So a kid loses his debut, and that's news. Stay classy, verbal tap." 
we're not commenting on the guy losing. I'm looking at whoever the matchmaker is on this and thinking, what the fuck? Who let that go by? I was going to go the other way and be like, we're not classy. How dare you? <laughs> How dare well, you? The other thing is that's that's on you for not knowing our brand. So <laughs> really <laughs> just blame yourself. like, all right. Do you have a book <laughs> called Staying Classy Volume 1 by chance? So as a result of all those things, uh, you know, one of the nice things that we do on occasion is we put up photos. And recently, Craig Jones has been on a tear uh, showing different ways to promote your brands. And it appears that recently this week, he just wore Speedo and all of us needed to make fun of him. And fortunately, we got in on it first and we put it up to you guys and we said, caption this photo. And many of you did. Uh, Kevin, you have some on your side from Facebook. I have some from Instagram. I think we should go ahead and read a few of these. Uh, I'll start. Did you send which, me a link? Is that? Is that I think that's code? the last link where it said almost under forgot this. Oh, um, yeah. Sadly, I thought you were being encouraging about the jokes I was making. But now no, 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 Now I get it. No, no, I've got the link. Don't, oh, my God. Why is it Craig Jones in a leopard bikini? For fuck's sake. <laughs> I just um, ate. I'm sorry. So this one comes from Adrian Bosek, who says, uh, Craig Jones and Don Janaher starring in Six Inches Down Under. And Don Janaher says, that's not a dong. This is a dong. I have one from Gabe. Gable Gripes. Serial Reapist, the Craig Jones story. Which I have to tell you, fits this. It fits the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, at night jujitsu, our good friend Eli chimes in with crocodile done me. Oh, I like it. Uh, Rabex Spacro heel hookody undie the last mm-hmm. leopard thong. So I think it's a similar idea. It's like how do we get these words in there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one just says it's from G Skill Athletics. Tarzan 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'm going to say Kevin Lau gets this game because he chimed in <laughs> Crocodile Bum on a D, but he spelled it Bum dash on dash A dash T. <laughs> and it does kind of sound like Crocodile Dundee. So I think, I think Kevin Lau's getting it. He gets the game. This summer, according to Art of Ajax 182, break out the Fosters and hide your Sheilas for Craig Jones, wanker of the Outback. This next person gets it less. That's a go out, Larry Clevenger. <laughs> Reptile Bareback, the Craig Jones Chronicles. There's a little less subtlety in that title. Kevin WBJJ says, with that hat, it looks like Freddy Krueger if he worked at Chippendales. I also, um, I think I had one called the, what was mine? Something about the Z-Guard. Yeah. It was like the inverted Z-Guard. I'll figure it back out. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Uh, we had one uh, from, let's see here, Sweatshop Eddie that says, The Manther taking legs, backs, and your women. There's no comments, so it's just taking legs, backs, and your women, which is uh, an odd way of... Gr- learn grammar, I guess, is what we need people 
Punctuation is key. I'll also say this has several shares and a lot of comments <laughs> for okay. what it is. So I'll go back to a underlying principle that sex sells. Yeah. Because uh, Craig Jones in a leopard print bikini. And why is what is with the cowboy hat? I mean, I'm really I don't know. A loss here. Gary Tonin did say it pretty properly, which is it uh, gave him an erection. That's subtle, yes, Gary. Subtle. definitely. Hold on. Let me play that tape real quick. Uh, yeah, it definitely gave me an erection. Uh, <laughs> I was watching it with Gordon and, uh, you know, we were we were just, uh, uh, you know, jerking each other off. For more of that interview, go to grapplinghour.com, which will be up tomorrow at grapplinghour.com. Jeff, uh, weed kind put in quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing this to get me through college, <laughs> which I enjoyed. BJJ Chowski says Steve Pervwin. <laughs> a lot of crocodile Dundee or undies mm-hmm. with different spelling connotations. <laughs> so I do I do actually appreciate that. Uh Skeleton One says bad hats, bad tats, and bad chaps. A traveler's guide on what not to wear down under. Straight to DVD. No, straight to YouTube. <laughs> He also kind of looks like the woman from Major League. She looks like the <laughs> owner. I think she was wearing that exact same. You know what? That's a genius idea, Kevin. We are very much the Major League of podcasting. We should 100% get a version of Craig Jones that has the clothes that we have to go, all right, you guys. Rip it off. The more five-star reviews we get of this we peel back one layer, not because we want to, <laughs> but because it would embarrass him. I love this idea. It's, uh, 666 Jujits writes, Boogie Nights 2, Dirk Diggler, Down Under. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. You'd be interested to know this one. Marcus Kowal chimed in and says, I'd take him out on a date, cook him breakfast in the morning, and never call him again. Well... First of all, that would there's uh, a lot of people share that story, Marcus Cole. Second, <laughs> ouch. Are you saying Craig Jones is not someone that you would make breakfast for? Because I don't disagree, but I want to know his reasons. I would too. That's my only issue with that. Um, Danny Patrick Esquire says, I don't know the movie title, but I can tell you the cologne he's wearing is fucked by Craig Jones. Well, we'll know it's gotten serious if we see John Danaher show up in a, you know, one of those onesies. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he shows up mm-hmm. in a rash guard and it's this exact fabric. That's when we'll be in <laughs> He'll know. Mm. That's do you, you do you're out? Do you have more? I'm, no, I'm, I'm good. We That's... crush that. A little fan interaction. <laughs> That's what happens when you go to Verbal Tabcast. Follow us on all the social medias. Find us everywhere that is going to do it for us tonight here at verbal tap uh i mean do we do shout outs raf i thought we were gonna kind of i mean I was I, the worst right part is it. if you had just gone right past it we could have closed the show but now we kind of have to do shout outs do you do you have shout outs because i mean I'm, i have I'm still like, like trying to get my appendix back 
but let me do this. I have one. Anytime fitness. Go ahead. You shout out. Everybody knows who I want to shout out, which is the LA Jiu Jitsu Club. Go there Monday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday, Thursdays over at Explosive Fit. Valley Martial Arts Center, you know that by now. 10th Planet Fan Eyes. Love the training that I got over there. And of course, guys, I do want to say this very, very quickly, and I want to make sure that you know this. Big thanks to everybody from Kings. I went to go, uh, you know, do. Uh, some teaching over there last week. And I was very happy to report that all of those guys at King's combat sports could not have been nicer to me. Um, I told them it felt like their main teacher was telling them if they tried to pull a dangerous minds on me, he would kill them because when I showed up, they were very well behaved. And I was like, I know you guys, why are you guys so well behaved? Is someone threatening you? And they're like, mm-hmm. I go, you can tell me. Like, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, very, very good training with them. And I got three days where I had got to uh, the opportunity to go uh, teach and train with those guys. Had a great time. So my thanks to all of those students. I very much appreciate it. And guys, again, we can't say it enough. Grapplinghour.com. We got some great interviews. If you want to hear that interview with Gary, which I guess is it sounds weird. Maybe you have to hear it in the final render. Um, no, that's go to Grappling Hour. That's oh, just okay. 100% Gary. Yeah. People are going to 100% believe that was Gary. And then um, there's also an interview we have with Chris Martin, uh, who has a very interesting story about training and having a stroke happen, which is uh, just a it's a wild story. So go check that out. And of course, Kev, you know, we've got that other thing. So if you guys like this and the fan interaction you get on this one, check out the other thing check out the other thing that's gonna do it tonight for verbal tap i am kevin thank you for listening good night and good fight the number you have dialed has been changed The new number is, please note, the new number is,